we've prayed over and over and over. <laughs> Probably all of us. Um, well, it's good. The persistent prayer of a righteous man, persistence, right? You're not letting God go on this. Persistent prayer of a righteous man availeth much and produces powerful results, right? However, it's important that that prayer is in faith. It's important that when you go to him and pray, you're not praying it again because you doubted him the first time. <laughs> when we pray, we must go to him in faith, not doubting, but believing that you have the things that you've asked for. Amen? And so, so with us all having prayed a prayer a number of times, um, and, and, and maybe you're still waiting on the reason why you're still praying is you're waiting on the results. You're waiting on the manifestation of what you've been praying for. Well, the Lord just quickened to me so strongly, and it's like so exciting in my spirit. This, this, it's like something you see all the time, but it's like when it's uh, illumination of the word of God by the spirit of God, it's alive, and it's sharper than a double-edged sword. And so that's what happened to me um, in this last two weeks. God awakened me to a key that brings breakthrough in our lives, in our prayer lives, to bring answers that we've been seeking him for. Amen. So we're going to talk about praise brings your breakthrough tonight. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Therefore by him, Jesus Christ... Let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So if you praise God when you feel happy and everything's going well, that's not a sacrifice. No, what he's talking about here is a sacrifice of praise. What he's talking about here is when things are going wrong and you're in your deepest valley, and you don't seem to see a way out. That's a sacrifice to praise. When you don't feel like coming to church, but you've come anyways. When you shout to the Lord and praise the Lord and raise your hands and put on your happy face, and you don't feel like it. Why? Because he deserves it. Regardless of what we're going through, he deserves praise. He deserves all the honor and all the glory and all the praise and all the thanksgiving because of who he is and what he's done and what he has will do for us. Amen? In the story of Paul and Silas, there are really, really perfect examples of what true sacrifice of praise is. In Acts 16, 22 through 26, here's what happens to them. Talk about the midnight hour. Talk about... Um, things rising up against you, and yet you're still having to give a sacrifice of praise. It says, and the multitudes rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes, <laughs> and they commanded the people to beat them. And when they laid many stripes on them, not like little slaps, like whipping them, Okay. When they had laid many stripes on them, they cast them into prison, not even just to prison, into the innermost prison, charging the jailer to keep watch on them safely. Like, in other words, make sure that nothing fishy happens. 
having received such a charge, they threw them into that inner prison, and they bound their feet fast in stocks. So here is Paul and Silas serving the Lord. And they're thrown into, for, for casting out a demon out of a girl, <laughs> they're thrown into prison. And not just that, they're thrown into the inner prison. And that's not enough. They're thrown into the inner prison with stocks on their feet to make sure they can't even get out, okay? Not that they could get out in the first place. But at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and this is very key, and sang praises. Every single one of us, I guarantee you, would be praying. But maybe not even half of us would be praising. And that is the reason why so many people are without their answer, without the breakthrough. Because it takes both to see the manifestation of breakthrough. Listen, at Paul, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bonds were loosed. When we pray, there's power, right? There's power when believers pray a heartfelt prayer, a prayer of faith. But when Paul and Silas didn't only pray, but they began to pray, Praise the Lord. What is praise? It's giving God thanksgiving and praise that he heard their prayers. It's the action of faith that you know that he heard your petitions and you're excited because you know if he heard your petitions, you know that you already have what you've asked for. So you get excited and you start praising him that you have the breakthrough even though you don't see it yet. So that's what they started doing. They started praising God and shouting in victory. And they weren't quiet about it. And suddenly, when they prayed and praised, not just their shackles, but everyone around them were touched, freed by the presence and power of God. Think about it. You just get arrested for doing the Lord's work. Not only that, you're whipped. Not only that, you're thrown in the jail, looking hopeless. Not only that, that's not enough. Throw them into the inner so not even they can't even talk or, or plan anything with the other prisoners. Throw them into the inner prison so nobody can talk to them. And not only that, shackle their feet so they can't try to whittle anything or anything like that. I'm pretty sure they didn't feel like praising. However, they knew the word and believed that if they would pray, if they would pray that God would hear them, and they knew that if God heard them, they knew that they had the petitions they asked for. And if we, when we pray, we know we have the petitions we've asked for, and we have assurance, then we should be doing what's next, praising giving thanksgiving ahead of time before we see the manifestation. It's not praise when you're joyful and you have the manifestation in your hands. 
an act of faith. That's thanksgiving for what he's already done. Praise is an action of faith. Giving him glory and praise for what he is doing. Or it, it, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. So when you praise, you're giving him an action of faith. And we know faith without works is dead. So praise is your action of faith. Too many of us pray a prayer, then we get into doubt. And the Bible says, if we doubt, let that man not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. It's the opposite of what you should be doing. What you should be doing is being in faith and praising. Why? Because it's an action of faith. And that produces substance of things hoped for. Amen. So praise is an action of faith that God is bigger than your circumstance. That God can and will bring you through whatever it is you're going through. Remember, faith without works is dead. So if you're truly trusting God, you should be able to praise him that he's bringing you through to the other side of that storm. That he's bringing you the answer that you've been seeking him for. Obviously, we want to pray in line with the word of God, so don't get me wrong. It might seem silly to some, but you can't pray for someone else's spouse. You can't pray for somebody else's house. You can't pray for the blessings that somebody else has. You pray for what's in line with the word of God. Now, if it's in line with the word of God, he says he will give you the desires of your heart, okay? Health, it's already part of the word. Healing, provision, joy, grace and strength, all stuff that's part of the kingdom of heaven that belongs to us. So go ahead, pray for it, believe for it, and thank him in advance for it. So if we truly trust that God hears our prayer and that he has answered it, you can shout for joy and victory. You can praise him. It's not weird. You can praise him for what you don't physically yet have in your hands. Because if you believe that you have received what you've asked for, you should be able to praise him without feeling stupid. You should get excited. Think about, think about Elijah and he prayed for rain. He expected and he looked for that cloud. He looked for it. He expected. So it's expectation that God hears you when you pray and you're looking for it in advance before you see the manifestation. So what is something we can do in faith as we're expecting? You praise the Lord. You rejoice that you've got the answer. You rejoice. You begin seeing with the eye of faith you having the answer. In James 2, 14 through 26, it says, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he doesn't have the works? In other words, you could pray in a prayer of faith, but then you have no action to back it up that you're in faith. He says, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace and be warm and filled, but you don't give them the things that he needs for the body, what does it profit? So it is, faith by itself is not enough. 
If it does not have works, it is dead. But someone will say to you, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. In other words, faith without the corresponding action of praise is dead. Paul and Silas could have prayed all night long. And without that action of faith, they would have still been in prison. There's a reason why they prayed and sang praises. Because they prayed in faith and God heard them, then they praised their way to their breakthrough. So many of us have prayed and prayed and prayed again, and maybe a lot of times you were in faith, but somewhere along the line, because you didn't put action to your faith, you lost your breakthrough. Or the enemy used that, that time period between the, the prayer and the answer. He got in there somehow to, to bring um, disbelief or, or uh, any kind of hindrance, doubt, or anything like that, and, and, and a delay, essentially, to our answer. But I believe that if we will go to him in prayer, as Paul and Silas did, and not just stop there, stop stopping at prayer, if you haven't seen your victory yet from just prayer, then stop doing what's not working. If you already know you've prayed this prayer, you already know you've had the prayer of agreement with somebody else, you already know that, that you've anointed it with oil, you've already know that you've done all the things, stop doing those things and start doing something different, which is praise the Lord for the answer. Thanking the Lord that you have the victory. In this devotional, they started off as, uh, that I read this week. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, and the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were loose. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises. That's the key. Brother Hagen wrote about a minister who fell ill, and he was bedfast. Great minister, great man of God, preaching the gospel, but the enemy's out to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Well, he was bedfast. He had hundreds of people praying for his healing. And he just was tired of laying in bed, so he thought to himself, Lord, if you can just give me enough strength to get out to that tree, I will pray until I'm healed. He dragged himself out to some mulberry bush. Like a mile away from his house, he dragged himself there. He was supposed to be bedfast. And he laid there on his back, it says. And he was about to pray like he told the Lord he would do. And all of a sudden, he started thinking about all the people who said they would be praying for him. He figured that if all of them prayed only five minutes a day, that there's no telling how many hundreds of hours had gone up in prayer for him. He thought, if all that praying can't get the job done, there's no use me praying. I'm not going to pray at all. Well, it sounds like doubt, but actually it's not. If you're not getting your victory from the praying, 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 then maybe there's something you need, something else you need to start doing. I'm not going to pray at all. I'm going to lie here on my back, and I'm just going to praise God for my healing. He could have prayed 
and died. Paul and Silas could have just prayed and died in that innermost prison. Honorably. But that wasn't God's best for them or for this man. He started praising with just a whisper. Maybe you don't feel like praising. Maybe you barely have it in you to get praise in the midst of what you're going through. Paul and Silas certainly didn't feel like praising. But they began to praise the Lord with just a whisper. Then they got a little more bold. And this man, after an hour and a half, he got stronger and stronger. Soon he was standing on his feet, hollering, Praise God! Shouting so loud that two miles away, someone heard them, heard him. And he was totally healed. What in the world? There's a major key in praise. It's our action of faith. Remember, faith by itself, hearing the word and just simply praying a prayer of faith by itself is not enough. A lot of times we need to back it up with faith that has action. Showing God that we believe that he heard us. Showing God that we believe that when he heard us, we have confidence that he's going to fulfill that which he said. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, And we have now this confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, remember that's the key, <laughs> make sure it's according to the word, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions we've asked of him. Now, you're not alone. I've wavered like this sometimes in prayer, believing God for things that are extended periods of time in prayer for certain things, for certain breakthroughs. But I believe this very message is the key to finally getting the results, finally seeing God's hand at work. And here, we think we're waiting on God, but I believe he's waiting on us for action to our faith. Because I believe that if it were up to God, he wouldn't wait a minute longer than he has to because he loves us so much. Right? He was already bruised for our iniquities and, and our, our sicknesses and our sorrows and our griefs. He already took upon himself all of that sin and sickness and, and all of that. He took it upon himself. It, there's no, he doesn't have to die and rise again, again. He already took it all. What he's waiting for is for us to tap in through praise. If we know he heard us, then we can have joy and assurance and sing praises ahead of time before it's even done in the natural. Jesus said in John 16, 24, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be full. I like that. Until now you've asked nothing in my name, but ask, using his name, 
And he gives us confidence in this, this word. He says, and you will receive and your joy will be full. Now, let me just ask you this. Do you believe that Jesus lies? Okay. So then that means that if we ask him for anything in his name, we can have assurance, we can have confidence, and our joy can be full. And what he's talking about here isn't when you receive it in your physical hands. He's talking about your joy can be full. You can be full of anticipation and excitement that that thing is on its way. The minute that you ask him, he heard you. The minute that he heard you, you can rejoice, and your joy can be full. You can be in expectation that that thing is on its way. The answer, the breakthrough is on its way. So when when you know something's on its way, when you know you've ordered something from Amazon and you're excited about it, you can even check. You can even look at the app or whatever, and it says it's on its way. It says it like, my boys are like this, 5 p.m. it's supposed to be here, and they're checking the, the porch. They have expectation that that thing is going to be there because the app tells them it's going to be there. How much more confidence in God and the fact that Jesus said you can have joy, you can rejoice that I've heard you and you have. It's on your porch, the petitions that you've asked for. In the middle of prayer, in the time that you pray, in the time that you see the manifestation, we should not be hanging our head low and wondering if when and where we're going to have the manifestation to that prayer. But we should skip along and rejoice and know that it's landing on our porch. He said, and you ask and you will receive. Not, it wasn't questionable to him. You will receive so that your joy may be full. Your joy is full in advance because you have the assurance. You have faith that God heard you. And you can know and praise him that you have asked and you have received ahead of time. You see it with the eye of faith. You're acting as if you have it in your hands with praise and thanksgiving coming from your mouth before you see it. Praise brings breakthrough. That's what brought the breakthrough for Paul and Silas. And not only, not only him, but, but another um, story in the word that I'm going to share with you. Philippians 4, something bit my arm in my hand and this one like the time of year. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. It's pointless. Don't, don't be worried. Don't be anxious. But he says this. But instead, and it's okay to pray. Pray a prayer of faith, but then he gives us more action to it. He says, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with what? Thanksgiving and praise. So many people are leaving the key to the breakthrough out. Pray in faith. Petition in faith that God hears you. He has the supply that you need. But then praise and thanksgiving. 
present with praise and thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. And it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all knowledge and understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You'll have a peace which comes over you, an assurance that you know, that you know you have what you've asked for. When you ask in faith and you can rejoice for that manifestation is on its way. And you better start rejoicing ahead of time if you want to see it. Praise brings breakthrough. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving and praise. Present your requests to God. And the peace of God which transcends knowledge and understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He'll keep us in that peace, that assurance, if we'll do it in this way, that will keep us from getting into doubt or unbelief that will that will keep us from from being hindered from receiving the manifestation of what we're asking him for. I have no doubt whatsoever that in this passage the Lord has given us the key to how to have prayers answered. No wonder why I don't know what percentage you're at. 50 to 90% of the time, our prayers go unanswered. Because yes, you're in faith. Yes, you pray and you, you believe for that answer. You have faith that God heard you, but you neglect to praise in faith getting excited about with anticipation that that answer is coming on your doorstep at 5 p.m., yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Not saying give God a timeline, but I'm just saying. We should have more expectation of God answering our prayer and bringing delivery than Amazon. Sometimes Amazon reschedules. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't show up around Christmas time. But yet Jesus doesn't lie. He watches over his word and performs it. And he said, don't be anxious about this prayer, but be in faith. Come to me with every situation, with prayers and petitions, but also add thanksgiving and praise. What did Paul and Silas have other than prayers? They had praise. They had an action of faith that brought the breakthrough in their lives. God's given us a key to answered prayer. When we pray about every situation, believe that he hears you. And if he hears you, have assurance and know you have the petitions that you've asked for. And if you know you have the petitions that you've asked for, then start praising him and thanking him and rejoicing that you see that manifestation, that you know that that thing is going to be delivered at, 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 on the right time. 
praising God essentially is trusting him to give you breakthrough, even before it looks like it or it feels like it. Paul and Silas prayed, and then they sang praises. They were in expectation that God heard them, and they knew that they knew. They didn't know how, they didn't know when, but they knew that they knew that God heard them. And so they began praising and thanking him for how powerful he was. That all things were possible with God. How many people believe that? All things are possible with God. He is the God. We serve the God who, who formed the heavens and the earth, who created everything in it. We serve the God who parted the Red Sea, who caused water to come out of the rock, who healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out devils, and he doesn't change. He even supplied for taxes out of a fish's mouth, if that's what you're needing. He provides. He says he, says he supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So when we pray and we know he already has the riches and glory and we're believing God for some kind of breakthrough, whether that be financial or physical or emotional or whatever, he already has that supply and glory. So when we pray, we know he, ha he has that storage and glory. When we pray, believe that he heard us and he's going to retrieve it. He's sending an angel to retrieve it. And now start thanking and praising him for it. Be in expectation. Don't be in wonder. Don't be in fear. Don't be in worry and doubt. Let that man not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. But be in faith that he heard you. And rejoice. Paul and Silas, or this man that's laying on his back with sickness, the doctors declare that he was going to die in the next day or whatever. And he's like, well, I'm not going to die in this bed alone. I'm going to go out there by the tree and... Pray until I'm healed. Then he had this, by the Spirit of God, a light bulb went off. You've already prayed. Have you already prayed? Have you already prayed in faith, believing that you're going to see that thing? Then there's something that you're missing. You need to start praising him for that. And start seeing that situation change. This man didn't feel any better after the first praise and glory. He went on for an hour and a half until he realized his strength was renewed and he jumped up and started praising the Lord. Praise is trusting God to give you the breakthrough even before it looks like you've got it. God doesn't want us to look at our circumstance and be in fear. God doesn't want us to look at our circumstance and, 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 and look at it as failure or that God's not going to work it out. God wants us to be in faith. When we pray, be in faith and believe and trust him that he's going to work all things together for our good. He's going to work it out. But you have to stay in faith and you have to keep trusting him. What does trust look like? It looks like, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The answer's on its way. I put in my request to Amazon at such and such a time. They said 12 hours. Whatever God said, believe it. And don't settle for anything less. Have total, complete confidence that whatever he said, whatever word you're standing upon, 
don't take no for an answer. Well, he won't give you a no. But I'm just saying, don't settle with no. If he already said it's yours, he said it's going to be dropped off. So go ahead and rejoice. It's not stupid. It's faith. It's taking him at his word and have don't not taking anything else other than what he said. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Everything we've got. When you pray, trust him with everything you've got. Don't give the enemy an ounce of recognition. You lean a little bit to fear, get back right in line with faith. Cast down the thoughts and imaginations that try to bombard you to get you out of faith. If the doubts and unbelief try to creep in and they start getting louder, just start praising louder. Start praising louder. Start worshiping God a little bit louder now. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. Don't lean to those things and thoughts and bombardments of doubt because they will try to come. But in all your ways, in whatever petition and prayer you have out there, in all your ways, acknowledge him that he is the deliverer. He is the freedom giver. He is the healer. He is the supplier. He is the one who's answering that prayer. Trust him in all your ways. And it says, he will direct your path. He will make his word good. He will watch over that word to perform it. He will make sure that your prayers are answered. Why do we have so much more faith in a postman, a delivery boy, an app that says something and we take it, this thing that we don't even know personally, at its word, that it's going to bring whatever it said to our door. Yet when it comes to God's word, so many of us live without the blessings, the provisions that God said we already can have. And we pray for it and we believe it. I'm not saying you're not people of faith. But if you are in faith, we have to do like Paul and Silas did, even if you don't feel like it, even if it doesn't look like it, even if it doesn't feel like it. As soon as you pray, let your requests be made known unto God. He says, your prayers and petitions, let them be made known unto God. Then thanksgiving and praise must follow. Paul and Silas knew this would bring breakthrough. So even though they didn't feel like it, they began to praise and give God glory and give God him thanksgiving and praise for what he had done, who he is, what he was about to do. all while being in shackles, all while things looked like they hadn't changed at all. But then God. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. If anything... Use that as a foundation. 
that God's going to work it out for you. Maybe you don't know how he's going to answer that prayer. But he will. But you have to have faith. My dad always said, faith is what moves God. But what we need to understand is faith, real faith, has action. Because faith without action is dead faith. It's just the letter of the law. But faith in God doesn't just request of what he has, but it gets excited to receive the delivery. The prophet saw by faith this little cloud. I mean, just because we have a cloud in the sky doesn't mean we're going to get a big rainstorm. But he saw that cloud with the eye of faith and took off running with expectation that he was receiving what he asked for. So many of us wait for a manifestation before we get excited with anticipation to receive what we've asked for. We need to be so excited like the prophet and run. Plan and expect that at the right time you're going to have that manifestation because you have confidence, he said, that when he hears you, when you pray, you know, you know that you know that you know you have the petitions you've asked for. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. It may even look like a tiny little cloud, which still doesn't really quite look like it. But run. Get excited. I remember one time the Lord told me, I was praying, I was praying for something, and I, I heard him say, all right, you've got it. Like, did I see it? No. Did I feel it? No. Did it show up on my doorstep? No. But I just knew I heard him. You know you have the petitions you've asked for. I knew that he said, okay, you've got it. And I stood up by my bed. He didn't tell me to do this, but I just did it in faith. And I knew, like it was like the spirit of God in me. I just did this little jig. I was by myself. I was like, whatever. I was excited because I knew that he heard me. And I knew I had the petitions I've asked him for. And he said, ah, that's what I like about you, that you have faith. That silly little jig was faith to God. He likes it when we believe him. He likes it when we trust him. It is what moves him to bring the manifestation because he knows you will bring him glory. it. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but if you want to read it later, 2 Chronicles 20, 1 through 29 is the story of Jehoshaphat. They're faced with an army way bigger than theirs. Okay? So Jehoshaphat, they're people of God, and, and he calls the people together to pray. Okay? He's like, all right, everybody, we need to, we need to figure something out here. We're, there's just absolutely no way we're going to be killed. We're going to be demolished if we don't do something. And our only hope is the Lord. So let's go ahead and fast. 
so we can hear from God, <laughs> and let's pray. So he says, Lord God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants out of this land before your people is um, before your people Israel and give it to them forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? So he's presenting to God a case, a petition. God, remember you gave this to us, and now these people are trying to take it from us. They're trying to steal. The enemy's trying to steal from us. What is it your situation is? Is the devil trying to kill, steal, and destroy your peace, your joy, your health, your wealth? Petition to the Lord what the word says that you can have. The way Jehoshaphat petitioned to the Lord. After they prayed, Suddenly a prophet rises up in the crowd and he says, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid. It's like we're sitting here praying, having a prayer meeting. Suddenly one of you is moved with a, a spirit of prophecy and you stand up and give this word, okay? This is what's happening. Do not be afraid or discouraged because this vast army of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Tomorrow, march down against them, and they will be climbing up the paths of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. And you will not have to fight this battle, but take your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance of the Lord that he will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. What has God said to you. And what have you done in faith about it? How have you received it in faith? Because, see, they, they, they let the request be made known unto God. They petitioned to the Lord what it was they wanted. They wanted this land. They wanted these inhabitants, these people that are trying to steal it. They wanted God to deliver them from them. What is it you need deliverance from? What is it you need provision for? What is it that the kingdom of heaven has that you should be acquiring? So he petitions. The word comes and of what to do. Okay? And God says, okay, I'll fight for you. You don't need to worry or be afraid. Okay? Listen to their response. When you pray, have confidence that God heard you. And when you know that God heard you, you can know and be assured that you have the petitions you've asked for. Now they are hearing God speak, and they know he heard them. And now God's declaring, okay, I'm going to give you this. Do they feel any different? Is the enemy still coming? Yes. Or no, they don't feel different. And yes, the enemy is still coming. But yet they have to either believe the word and act on it or be in doubt. What is their response? Listen, verse 22. As, as they began to sing and praise the Lord. Hang on a second. 
after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise him for his splendor and his holiness. They went out ahead of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. I don't actually even think that God told them to do that. They did that in faith after their petitions. God declared to them that he heard their prayer and he told them what to do, which was to go out, that, that, that you're going to receive that package. <laughs> go out and look on the porch. It's there, right? Their response was a response of an action of faith. They sent the people out with praise and expectation that God would deliver. As they began to praise and sing, the Lord set out ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and against Mount, um, and Mount Sire, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. And that's where I'm going to go. They gained all their plunder. The enemy fought against each other. They demolished each other, and God gets the victory. I believe, I actually have no doubt that it was because they came together and they prayed, they petitioned to the Lord. They had assurance that he heard them because he responded. But their response was praise and thanksgiving. It brought their breakthrough. It demolished the enemy that was trying to attack and hinder, ooh, trying to hinder their answer from manifesting. Think about it. Daniel, he prays a prayer. And from the moment he prays the prayer, an angel is sent out to bring the answer. But yet the enemy intercedes and tries to hinder the answer. But if we would begin praising and thanking the Lord, hosts of armies... Angel armies would then go and remove the enemy from trying to hinder. And that's what happened with Daniel. It's so important. There's so much power in praise and thanksgiving. It's not just an action of faith and showing God that you believe him, but it actually gives him the right of way. Removes all traffic to get your package there on time. Interceptions take place <laughs> to remove the enemy out of the way. If we'll just stop and take time that we would normally spend worrying and start praising God for the victory is ours through Christ Jesus our Lord, we would see the enemy ambushed because God's not a respecter of persons. He will fight your battle for you but you've got to keep the key ingredients. Petition and prayer and praise and thanksgiving. That brings the breakthrough. Listen to the scripture. Psalms 50 verse 23. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Listen to this. I believe it would be legitimate to translate this verse this way. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. 
and prepares a way that I may show him my salvation. That I may bring that petition. Through praising God, we open up a way for him to intervene supernaturally on our behalf. There are so many examples in scripture just like those two I just shared with you. Where not just through prayer, but through the thanksgiving and praise, God's brought on the scene. Answers come to pass. Amen. I keep hearing in my spirit, our praise is a weapon. And the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So that means praise pulls down strongholds. Praise brings victory. Praise removes the diversions and the hindrances in the way. It speeds the process up. It looses hosts of heaven to be activated on your behalf. Don't believe me? Try it. We are two days in of this fresh illumination and God's bringing breakthrough and victory in our lives and things we've been believing for him for for a while. I was praying, 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 praying for certain things. And all of a sudden, I read this. And it's like a light bulb went off. Oh, I get it. It's what I'm missing. Not that I don't praise, but we need to praise intentionally after we pray. And get excited in expectation that he heard you and you know you have confidence. And you can get excited because the minute he heard you, you can have confidence that you have the petitions. Not are going to have, that you have them. They've been delivered on your doorstep. You get excited when you get that Amazon package. Get excited that even though you don't see it, it's there. In the spirit. It's there. If it's a cloak, go ahead and start putting it on by faith. <laughs> What did you order? If it's healing, start acting like you're healed and start praising him and thanking him that it's there. That's how God works. It's a strange battle strategy, but it's God's way. Instead of sending out tanks, they sent out thanks. When God's people praise the Lord, God always intervenes and deals with their enemies. You know, praise brings us into the very presence of the Lord. The word of God says it. In Psalms 100, verse 4 and 5. Enter into his presence with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. These are reasons to thank him and praise him. For the Lord is good and his mercy, thank God, is new every morning. And great is his faithfulness. He endures to every generation. This is how you approach him. You end up being in his presence when you praise him. And when you're in the presence of the almighty God who created the heavens and the earth, there is nothing that is impossible 
for God. So why wouldn't you want to pray and then give thanksgiving and get into God's presence where that provision is and you're just handed it to him face to face? It's kind of faster that way. Instead of waiting for it to be delivered, he's inviting you up. Just come receive it. Come take what is yours. Enter in. Derek Prince, awesome preacher of the Lord, said, Praise is the Lord's address. You need something? Start praising the Lord. Enter into his presence with thanksgiving. His courts with praise. Come boldly to his living room of mercy, grace, forgiveness, strength, help in time of need. What did Paul and Silas do? They prayed and went up to the throne room of God where all power is. And that power shook the captives free. So if it's freedom you need, freedom heaven has. If it's provision you need, provision heaven has. Just come on up to my presence with thanksgiving and my courts with praise and receive your answer. The problem is, is we're praying and we're staying here on earth, waiting for it to be delivered from heaven. When he invites us right up, as soon as you pray, come on up, it's here, it's ready. That wasn't in my notes. But think about it. If praise is his address, and that's what we're supposed to do after we've prayed, he already says, yes, it's yours. Come on. Take it. It's yours. <laughs> I'm excited. This is a consistent principle of Scripture. If you want supernatural intervention of God on your behalf in a difficult and impossible situation, the key that will release your answer is praise. And let me just say this. It's usually a time when you least feel like praising him. Jehoshaphat facing massive amount of army and they're about to kill off all their people. Looks pretty hopeless. But he prayed and they began to praise God for breakthrough. Paul and Silas, same thing. So if God's telling us this is the key, this is the answer for your breakthrough, wouldn't it be kind of dumb? I've been dumb before to delay my own answer by simply not acting in faith because faith without the works, without the action of praise is dead. <sighs> i got to read this scripture one more time.
Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, whatever it is you need. By prayer and petition, but don't leave this out, with thanksgiving and praise. Present and let your requests be made known unto God. And then the peace of God, which transcends knowledge, will guard your heart and minds as you trust in Christ Jesus. As you wait for it, he'll protect your mind. He'll protect your heart from those bombardments of doubt. And like I said, they're going to try to come, so just turn up your praise volume. And, and, and get excited. Make yourself get excited because you may not feel like it. And it may not look like anything's changed. The prophet prayed for rain after it hadn't rained in seven years. It certainly felt dry. But yet he believed that God heard his prayer. He got so excited he outran the chariots. They didn't even get a drop of rain yet. And he took off. There was no proof that that was his answer. Maybe you're not going to feel it before your actions start. Maybe we need to show the Lord that we believe him and have confidence in him and trust him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. And we rejoice that the answer's on its way because we have confidence in him. We trust in him and we lean not to our understanding, to our sight, to the sound, to the feeling, to what it looks like. We're not going to lean to that. We're going to trust in him. And what does that look like? It looks like praise. It looks like praise, amen? <sighs> Answers are on their way. I feel it. Put action. Don't just let this go in one ear and out the other. Start doing it, and you're going to see a breakthrough. You're going to be able to testify of God's faithfulness and of God's goodness. Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited to see manifestations? Because they are coming, because God's word will not return void. If you will do what his word says to do, you will have what his word says you can have. Don't doubt. Up. Proverbs, I mean Psalms 30, verses 11 and 12, David prayed and said this. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. To the end, this is the purpose, my glory, meaning my tongue, to sing your praise. And for you not to be silent. Oh my God, I will give thanks to you forever. I don't think he was praising after the fact. I believe he was praising in his midnight hour. I may be wrong, but this is the lesson that God is teaching us in his word. Praise brings the breakthrough. So he was praising God ahead of time for what God would do, turning my morning into joy bringing the supply of all my needs. I thank you, God, and praise you. Every need is supplied, Lord. He who healed my body 
Thank you, God, for your healing and your deliverance from, from oppression and depression in my mind. Thank you, Lord, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. This is what he was encouraging himself in the Lord. He was giving God thanksgiving and praise for something he had already prayed for, but yet still didn't feel yet. That's the answer, and it's God. Check, check, check. Okay. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> okay, God. That's enough. I can keep going because I'm so excited. Hallelujah. Okay, so there's this song, and I'm, I'm not, I'm going to pray for the offering, and during this song, we're going to go ahead and just listen to it. And, 